listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sakowitz, Dr. Jim Rigg, who's the superintendent of Catholic Schools to Archdiocese. And uh, you were saying, Jim, during the break to me, the Denver Broncos did win yesterday? Yes, my home team, uh, football team, or hometown football team, did win yesterday. They beat Carolina. They've had a rough season, I think, like the Bears. Uh, what was it, two weeks ago, where they, they didn't even have a quarterback that could play. They lost all three of their quarterbacks That's because right. of a COVID the infection COVID, issue. Yeah. Yep. And now, they, the Bears uh, are now 6-7. and seven. What's Denver's record? Are they about 5-8 um, and eight or 6-7? and seven? Yeah, it's like 5-8. and eight. It's a, a little worse than the Chicago Bears, something like that. So I, I'm not uh, holding out any hopes for any playoff appearances. But, you know, this has not been their worst season either. Here's the thing, though. is The very fact that the NFL is able to play any games this year is amazing, and they're trying to keep it together. But uh, I'm going to let you, let you introduce the next guest for the second pro- segment of our program, Jim. Very happy to on this uh, socially distant co-hosting role that I have. Uh, We mentioned during the first part of the program that uh, there are uh, such great advantages to having students in person in our Catholic schools this year. And uh, one wonderful example of that is at Most Holy Redeemer School on Chicago's South Side. Uh, So those uh, the students at Most Holy Redeemer are continuing to grow through in-person instruction, uh, grow academically, emotionally, socially, and spiritually. And uh, recently, the students in the second grade received a special uh, gift from St. Nicholas. They received uh, some Bibles and candy and other gifts, and they also uh, recently made their first reconciliation. And then eighth-grade students are preparing for their confirmation and had a service opportunity with local residents who are homebound. And so to talk about these happenings and others, we're very happy to have on the phone uh, Miss Susan Duffy, who is the principal of Most Holy Redeemer this year, along with Jerry Tilkis, who's the second-grade teacher, and Leanne Arifas, who is the director of religious education. Uh, so, Sue, Jerry, uh, Leanne, are you there with us? We are yep, here. here, yes. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. How are you? We're good. We're, we're good. Happy to be in school. And so you are yes, well, in school learning at Most Holy Redeemer? We are. We have been doing in-person learning since the start of the school year, yes. Yes, we have. It's been it's been challenging, but we are happy to be here, and the kids are happy to be here too. Now, Susan Duffy, as the principal, how many years have you been principal there? This is really just my first year. I kind of got I got thrown in, uh, sort of unexpectedly. I've been the assistant principal here for many years, and this is my twentieth year at MHR. Well, and your first year as principal with COVID nineteen. Yep, it's been it's <laughs> been. It's been interesting, but we have a great staff what a here. Start. A lot of people been here for many, many years, and so we are. We have a great team. And Jerry, how long have you been teaching second graders at uh, Most Holy Redeemer? Uh, this is my second year uh, at for second grade yes. at Most Holy Redeemer. Um, I was a fourth grade sub for a while. 
and I taught at St. John Fisher for years, sure, years ago, and then neighboring South Side Parish. And, came back. and Leanne, how long have you been the director of religious ed? Um, I just started in May of this year, so I'm a newbie. So all of you are really have come into a time where COVID hit, and yet you have moved forward, and I'm sure doing a tremendous job. But as I was talking to Dr. Jim Rigg before the program to our last guests, you know, all the work that this has created, it's like, you know, we're creating as we go along. There's been no playbook for this. But somehow great things are happening at Most Holy Redeemer. And tell us about the uh, second graders receiving special gifts from St. Nicholas Bibles and candy. Tell us more about that. Um, okay, this is this is Jerry, and we've done this for years. Our our um, my mentors, uh, Mary Beth McKinnon and Tina Pakelka, started this years ago, and they've both retired. But so on the eve of St. Nicholas, um, we put Bibles out on their desk with a candy cane with a little poem. So when they come into school on St. Nicholas Day, they're surprised with their Bible, and it typically happens right after they've made their reconciliation, you know, and then right before we're preparing for their communion. They're all very feeling very holy, and their their halos are nice and straight and <laughs> bright, and <laughs> they just love getting the Bibles, and they think it's very exciting. And now for uh, Leanne, the eighth graders receiving sacrament confirmation when? Uh, we are scheduled for February twenty eighth. And who's come? What bishop is coming? Bishop Casey. Oh, Bob! In fact, uh, Bishop Bob Casey, I recruited him. No, I take it back. When I was on the faculty at Niles College Seminary. Starting 1985, uh, Bishop Casey was then an 18-year-old college freshman, and I was his priest dorm director. Oh, and Bishop Casey is—he's now the uh, chancellor, uh, the um, vicar general for the archdiocese, and doing a marvelous job. So you're very—you'll be very blessed to have uh, Bishop Casey for the for the confirmandi that day. We're looking forward to having him. Jim, you can take it over from here. Yeah, happy to. I was going to share uh, somewhere uh, deep in the dark corners of the Internet is a picture of uh, me dressed as St. Nicholas giving out gifts back in uh, my days as a Catholic school principal. Uh, so if you can find that, uh, good for you. <laughs> it's out there somewhere in cyberspace. Now, Jim, uh, about what year was that photo taken? Uh, I don't know if I should share because it'll make it easier to find, but it was probably <laughs> it was in the... Uh, kind of early, mid-2000s, uh, so probably 03, 04, somewhere in that time frame uh, when I used to dress as St. Nicholas and deliver gifts to our, uh, it was, I think I went through all of our younger grades. I don't think I went to the older kids, but uh, it was kind of first, second, third grade, uh, those age levels. Uh, now, a wonderful experience. I need to share this I'm, with I'm always surprised at how many uh, students don't know about St. Nicholas and don't know um, about the connection between St. Nicholas and uh, gift-giving at Christmas. Uh, so it's a great educational moment. It's a great teaching uh, moment. I, not, Jim, I hate to interrupt you, but I have to tell this to Susan, Jerry, and Leanne that I've been doing this program for years now with uh, Dr. Jim Rigg, and he's a great, great superintendent. But Jim has shared with me more than once, he misses being a teacher in the classroom. Oh, as yeah. much as he Absolutely. loved being a principal I being and a superintendent. Teacher. I loved being a principal. And, uh, Me too. I never thought I'd end up as a principal, much less a superintendent. But I, you know, like everyone, I think we always have to listen for the calling of the Holy Spirit and go where we feel God is calling us. And the uh, same thing for, for you for too, sure. Susan. You miss being in the, in the classroom. I do. I do. I miss. I miss being with with my kids. You know, I always 
I was lucky enough. I taught third grade many years here, and I taught all of Jerry's kids. All five of her kids were in my class, and I always would say to them, you know, once a room 10 kid, you're always room 10 kid. <laughs> and um, I do. I, I miss being with, with my kids, but uh, this is, it's been an interesting year for sure. And but on that note, Greg, uh, feel free to come dress up as St. Nicholas and pass out candy canes anytime you want. Anytime you want, Jim. I find my costume. I don't know where it is. <laughs> I, ho- I hope years. it still fits. <laughs> Jim, on that note, take us to break. Oh, sure. We've got much more to talk about here with uh, three great educators from Most Holy Redeemer School. So stay tuned. Do not go away. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes here on Catholic Schools Today, WNDZ 750 AM. staff members work every day to end poverty and homelessness. We do this on a one-to-one basis with anyone who asks for help. We also work with organizations who study these issues across our city, state, and nation. The Wilson Sheehan Lab for Economic Opportunities, or LEO, at the University of Notre Dame is one of these research centers. Through our partnership with LEO, Catholic Charities has gained valuable insights into scientific evaluation methods that determine the most effective interventions to help people avoid poverty and homelessness. Along with our experience and compassion, Trusted Research is helping Catholic Charities offer hope and so much more to anyone in need. For more information, visit catholiccharities.net. We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend, featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the archdiocese. Here's host, Todd Williamson. Catholic churches respond as the need to feed the hungry surges in the COVID-19 pandemic. Pope Francis's new encyclical and the call for mutual respect for all cultures. And a local priest ready to run even when the Chicago Marathon is canceled. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. Catholic Charities Divine Affair home tasting parties are going virtual. This year marks the 20th anniversary of Divine Affair, the elegant wine tasting event that benefits our self-sufficiency programs. Low-income single parents with dependent children are trying to break the cycle of welfare and poverty. Today, the need is greater than ever as the COVID-19 pandemic has left thousands of newly struggling families in need of immediate assistance. You can easily coordinate a virtual wine tasting and help Catholic Charities at the same time. Each guest will enjoy a sample wine kit that includes wine and a guide, all courtesy of Lewis Glenn's Wines. You can gather your friends and family for this fun event or incorporate a celebration for a birthday, anniversary, or engagement at the same time. 
to learn more about a virtual home tasting party and how you and your guests can win fabulous raffle prizes. Call today at 773-756-6937. That's 773-756-6937. Cheers! Welcome back to Catholic Schools Today, a special edition of Catholic Chicago here on WNDZ, 312-255-8408. Father Greg Sackowitz, co-host Dr. Jim Rigg. And Dr. Jim Rigg, I'll let you take it for the home stretch. Happy to. So we are uh, talking with uh, three educators, uh, the principal, the second grade teacher, and the director of religious education from Most Holy Redeemer School, about uh, many of the great things that they are doing there in spite of the uh, ongoing COVID pandemic. And I know in the first segment we talked a bit about the uh, the distribution of Bibles and candy to second grade students as part of a St. Nicholas Day celebration. Would love to uh, now focus a bit more on what the eighth graders are doing for their confirmation. Uh, Leanne, I know that um, they recently participated in a service opportunity with local residents who are homebound. Love to hear a little bit more about that and how you adjusted that opportunity uh, in light of uh, the COVID pandemic. Sure. So we, um, and because of COVID, um, service opportunities are very limited this year. And um, our youth minister had um, put me in touch with um, a, a nonprofit downtown, and they um, part of what they do is they find housing um, for young adults between the ages of 25 and 35 who are not quite ready to be on their own living. And so there are actually four houses within Evergreen Park where we are um, who house um, these uh, uh, individuals. And so last year, our youth minister had an in-person party for the holidays. And um, so she got me in touch with the woman from this company, and we decided to make um, a service project opportunity out of it. And we... um, I looked for uh, Christmas light donations uh, on social media and was uh, floored by the number of donations we were we received. Um, and so we went last Sunday morning and um, decorated the students and a couple parent volunteers at a social distance um, point, and we decorated the outside of the uh, house with Christmas lights. And then later in the afternoon, we set up a Zoom Christmas party. Um, with some of our students and parents, and we played um, virtual bingo and a virtual scavenger hunt with the residents. And um, we were blessed to have people deliver, um, uh, donate um, money so we could order pizza and dessert for the residents. And when that was being delivered, a group of us walked over and we started Christmas caroling and rang the doorbell um, from a distance. And the residents were just thrilled beyond measure uh, dancing on the porch, um, and it was just so nice to see the joy that that brought to them because due to COVID, uh, most of them have jobs, but because of COVID, uh, they are not able to leave the, um, the residence. Now, Leanne, who was dancing on the porch? Um, the residents. They were? <laughs> they were, and I mean, to Silent Night, it was quite, yes, it, it was, <laughs> and we sang four songs. I've, I've never um, seen Silent Night people dance to that. And they did it, and they did it well, and we were so happy to see them so happy. It was a great opportunity. 
And so That's we were, were very um, excited that we're probably going to do it for the upcoming holidays, such as Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, and to do, just do a little something to bring them some joy into their lives. That's great. That is a great Tell story. A, um, maybe back to you, Sue. Why is, um, why is service, particularly with junior high age kids, uh, so important? Well, you know, at, at that age, I think that the kids are starting to see there's more to the world than just their own little spot. You know, they're starting to understand that that there are people out in the greater world who who need something. They might need just friendship. They might need uh, assistance with the task. They might need um, donations of some kind. And as they're preparing for their confirmation, you know, um, that's a great opportunity for them to kind of step out of their own little bubble and start to see, hey, uh, there are things in the bigger world that, that I can have a positive impact on. And we have always had a lot of good opportunities for service. Our kids have done a lot of things, but it's been so much more challenging this year. Um, so uh, our our middle school religion teacher and Leanne have really been encouraging the kids to kind of be creative and look within their own neighborhood to see what they can do. Uh, you know, people who need help in their neighborhood, go shovel a walk, go rake a leaf, um, you know, do things like that without being asked, without being paid, um, because they can't do some of the things that we normally would do, you know, go to Ronald McDonald House and prepare a meal or gather together and uh, make sandwiches and blessing bags for um, the homeless shelter uh, in Robbins, which is not too far from us. Um, so, They've really been trying to be creative to find things, but but the kids always love it when they do it. Sometimes they're like, oh, you know, another thing we have you're making us do, but they always come back after doing any of these activities and go, wow, that was really cool, and, you know, I would like to do that again. And, you know, it opened my eyes to to needs of other people and not just myself. Now, Jerry, just in the last half minute, what's been the most challenging aspect with COVID-19 to be teaching second graders? Wait, I'm sorry, I didn't hear your question. What's been the most challenging aspect of teaching second graders with COVID-19? Well, I, you know, I, <laughs> all of it. Yeah, all of it, yeah. You have to say, it's like hurting no, kittens. Hard. We can't, you know, I can't call them up in groups. We yeah. can't, I can't give them a hug. We can't, you know, do, when we go out for recess, we have to still be socially distanced. And we, you know, there's just so many things we can't do because we have to. You know, you social distancing. Apart and, yeah, it's been hard. But I will say, uh, the kids the kids handle it better than the adults. I think they've been absolute troopers. They don't they don't touch their masks. They keep them on. They they keep their distance. They yeah they are doing whatever they are being asked to do. I like your I comment. I think the children are just better than the adults. We need to bring the program to a close. I want to thank in a very special way Susan Duffy, the principal of Most Holy Redeemer, Jerry Tilkus, second grade teacher at Most Holy Redeemer, and Leanne Arethas, the director of religious education at Most Holy Redeemer. To Susan, Jerry, and Leanne, thank you very much. Did a great job this morning. Uh, great work of our co-host, Dr. Jim Rigg. Jim, I miss you here in person in the studio, but one day we'll be reunited in the studio here. Special thanks to our producer, uh, Jasmine Kiddos, our engineers, Michael May, Javi Garcia. To all, God bless. Stay healthy. Have a wonderful week. Thank, thank you. you. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. 
You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.